Microphones of Madness is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. The Legions of Tabletop. Legions! Legions. We are Legion! Hear us roar. Roar. Hey everybody, it's Saturday night, Microphones of Madness. Uh, We are on part three of our read-through of Milton Davis and... Bajagoon. Balogun, Balogun. Ojetade, Ojetade. Anthology, Kikanga, the Anthology. If you haven't been watching, it is a Sword and Soul Anthology based around the forthcoming Kikanga role-playing setting. I'm sorry, Rodney, are you in the Matrix tonight? (laughs) (laughs) What if I told you that everything you know is wrong? I'd say, don't crush that dwarf, hand me the flyers. Bring okay. on the blue pill. Bring on the blue pill. Okay. Waiting for the electrician or somebody like him. No, I need to make a phone call. No fire sign theater fans out there. Uh, not in this room. I will recommend the hell out of fire sign theater. Funny show. Fireside theater. Fire sign. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Quite. Um, I think there are a couple of announcements we want to get through before we start our discussion of The Old Hunter by Milton Davis. Yeah. Um, the blog, microphonesofmadness.blogspot.com. We updated that today. Uh, there are several new articles. Uh, Leah did a review of Lula, the Sexy Empire. All the articles are written by, what, Samuel Coleridge? Um, Two-thirds of them are actually written by the ghost of Samuel Coleridge, yes. Uh, Steve actually worked through the insanely complex character creation system of Traveler. And he also did a brief review of Jessica Jones. Um, I did a review of the AMC television series Into the Badlands. Yeah. And probably most importantly, our six questions this month was with Milton Davis. Very apropos. Yeah. So once again, that address is microphonesofmadness.wordpress.com. There we go. I think I might have got it wrong earlier. Always go with my second version. So, any any other announcements coming up? Um, there is the Star Wars thing. Am I allowed to talk about the Star Wars thing? Star Wars, what's that? Not that Star Wars thing. Uh, oh, you can talk about that Star Wars thing. I mean, you know. Okay, well, because we do a lot of tabletop gaming, and because a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. There was a D23, actually, D20 uh, versions of Star Wars. We are going to do a write-in um, Star Wars, like type in Star Wars game. Um, on play by post. Play by post, there you go. Done on the uh, Legends of Tabletop forums, the Monday Night Heroes forums, I think. Where Rodney will be your GM, and we're going to have 
a couple of the guys from Monday Night Heroes, and then we're going to open it up to you, the listener, and have one or two spots for you guys. So we'll, we'll figure out how we're going to determine that if more than one or two people want to do it. Oh, I, well, I already know how to determine it. It's uh, If you are watching, and you can email us at microphonesofmadness at gmail.com and tell us what color shirt Kim is wearing. <laughs> well, that's not fair. Her shirt color is covered. Well, okay. On three, you have to reveal your shirt color. Just the shirt, just the shirt. Yeah, just the shirt color. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so one, two, three. You uh, gotta say something so they can see you. Oh wait, hold on. No, I know. No, I know. Three, two, one. All right, fine. Here. It is brown. <laughs> you gave it away. And, oh, I see, that um, wasn't what I was going to do. See, I was just going to have them draw lots and then gather on an island to fight to the death for the open slot. Well, that's if we get any emails about All your right. shirt color. If we get no emails... You send Rodney <laughs> and me and Kim free tickets to see the new Star Wars film you're in. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Nice. That works. You can bribe us. Unless, bribery unless you're George Lucas. George Lucas is not allowed to play. Yes, and and neither is anybody involved in the Star Wars holiday special. Oh Correct. Stay away, Itchy. Daisy Ridley and John Boyega are more than welcome to join in. Actually, if Harvey Corman is still alive, I'd play with Harvey Corman. Yeah. And uh, let's see. J.J. Abrams, maybe we'll we could let him play. Yeah, well, he had nothing to do with the special. Anyway, we're we're right. babbling. We're nine minutes in. So there we nine go. Nine minutes <laughs> in, and we're babbling incoherently about J.J. Abrams and random other people. So keep watching this spot to find out when that begins and who is going to join the Mad Men while they play the Star Wars. That's right. So, we are doing The Old Hunter by Milton Davis. Uh, what, what is this, the fourth? It is the... Are we counting the cleave? Uh, yeah, we are counting the cleave. Then it is the fourth. Alright, well, who wants to... Uh, who wants to start? Go ahead, Steve, you can start. I'll start. Um, I guess I'll just start with a synopsis of the story. So, if you uh, have been following this, there is a area in King Kaga known as the Cleave. And apparently, every once in a while, from out of the Cleave, a monster appears and threatens the, the people around it. So there are a group of hunters whose job it is, among other things, to destroy these monsters when they make it out of the cleave. Right. Um, this is the story of an old hunter and how they go to uh, chase down a monster. 
and the results of that. This the story of a man named Hunter. Actually, that's not his name. His name is... Uh, they're called... his name? Namakwas. Right. Are, are the, the hunters. Actually, yep. his name is just Old Hunter. Yep. I was going to say, is it a title or a name? Feels like it should be a title. Well, you never know. And he has, uh, he's, he's attended, his, his left and right hand men are actually his daughters. Right. Uh, Sitalala. Uh, and, oh crap, I can't even read my uh, handwriting. Nabunya. Yeah, Nabunya. I like that name, Nabunya. Yes, apparently That's it awesome. means dimples. Oh, nice. But it's actually, you know, structurally, it's a very simple story. It's yep. The hunters wake up, find out that there's a job to do. They go out and do it. Right. The um, the hunters are very um, they're very spiritually connected. Once mm-hmm. again, we're we're back at this this theme of the spiritual versus or just the spiritual world. There's no real well, verses and something else. It's very important if you read the six questions, and if you don't, shame on you. Um, we actually Milton Davis actually talks about that being a key element to um, sword and soul stories. The spirituality. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, and um, they have they uh, they all have magic weapons that are inherited from their ancestors, and these weapons are possessed of the spirits of these ancestors as well. Um, so it's almost they, like they're intelligent, like they're alive. But um, the, the use of said weapons is upon approval from the weapon. Yeah. Correct. Correct. You have to be you have to be accepted by the spirits of the weapon in order to wield the weapon. Sita, uh, which is the most Cita-la. metal thing I've ever heard. That's awesome. Um, she she wields a lance that was her mother's, but the lance actually rejected her the first time. Right. And then her cousin wielded it, and then it came back to back to her. And, and it accepted her. Then it accepted her, and she became a total fucking badass. Yes. A little bit of a hot. Yeah. Yes. Also, they also they the the hunters the the Nanmakwa have a almost symbiotic relationship with feline mounts called Duma. Or, yeah, Duma. And they respond. I, I suppose they're bonded to each individual hunter since they seem to only respond to that particular person. Right. Um, so, I mean, it, Davis puts together... It, his All the stories in this anthology have been very short yes, in comparison is, uh, to a lot of short stories. This is like, what, a five-page story? Yeah, five-page story. I think, uh, I think the first story, um, Nubia's Revenge, was also very short. Um... But he tells a, a tight, action-packed narrative in very few words, and you yep. get a lot of you get a lot of information in those words. He's very efficient. As a well, you're reading the Man in the High Castle right now, aren't you? No, I was listening to the audio version. Oh, okay, there's a lot of woo. Good lord, is there? <laughs> there's a lot of woo in 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 these stories. 
Yeah, I, I think the uh, the the first I, I spent like an hour and a half listening to the opening chapters, and they're all the antique dealer talking about the antique business. No, no, I'm talking about this. Not I, oh. I was just well, I was just being cutesy. I didn't want to get us off the rails. Right. Who is the authenticity? The the uh, the the information, just the amount of information that yeah. um, the story contains in the few amount of words. Right, and it's it's a very says a lot. it's a very vivid for for it being very short. Very the the sentences are are very compressed. These are not long poetic sentences like um, like a lot of writers who. Um, Borrow in the gothic vein, oh. like me. <coughs> Lovecraft. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's, there's, there's no super superfluous ab adjectives. <laughs> um, um, I'll tell you what I like about it thematically as well. He does this. He's very mm -hmm. tight with his themes. It starts out with the theme of of uh, family and mm -hmm. and protecting one's family, right? Um, and then it ends with family and protecting one's family, just not what you would think it would be, right? So I'm going to spoil it because it's an important point. Um, during the course of the story, they meet this monster, and it's it's big. What well, he said it was like a hundred spears tall. Mm -hmm. Hundred spears tall, and it doesn't seem to want to turn around and fight. It's trying to run away from that. So, right. old hunter starts to hurt it, but his daughter Salalala uh, decides that she's just going to kill it. Mm -hmm. And she goes in and gets her ass kicked, and rightly so because the thing is huge. And she went right. in alone. Old hunter, but she didn't actually have to. Right, and so I old hunter comes in with the full mind of trying to sacrifice himself to protect his daughter. Mm -hmm. he doesn't with one of, the, one of the cooler action sequences I've seen in, in, in this type of story where he throws the axe, and instead of the Thor response of the axe coming back to him, he says, Spirits, take me! And they, they reach out and yank him off of his mount and bring him Inverted Thor. Which so, I mean, I guess that's that's even better, you know, than than just waiting for it to come back. Is you know, bring me, take me on. And, it's definitely cooler visually. Yeah. So he he uh, ends up not sacrificing himself, and the monster runs. Right. Um, and as the monster gets close to the cleave, where it's going. An even bigger monster, the same type, comes over the top and kind of grabs it and brings it back. And it's like, that's the kid and the mother monster. <laughs> right. So the mother was also protecting her child. Right. Yeah. Or it might have been the father. I'm just assuming it's the mother. Because, you know. Right. Yeah. But you're left with this feeling of, holy shit, that's the kid? What the fuck is the mother gonna be like? <laughs> and yeah, and and there there is a there is a moment where where there is like a there's a line break, and in between the paragraphs you're wondering, oh God, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Oh man, but, are we gonna uh, lose everybody in the party? 
Yeah. <laughs> TPK. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I thought it was nice that he kept that theme tight like that. Mm-hmm. Especially because it wasn't a very long story, like you said. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we can even we can even take the theme of family into uh, their declaration that the goddess smiled upon them when the parent creature did not just come over the mountain right. and wreck their shit. Right. The the other cool thing about this story is a lot of the things that he's he uses. As kind of the uh, the dressing of the story, the the weapons choosing the wielders, right. um, the the magic axe that comes back to him, the um, bond between Ryder and Hunter mm-hmm. are are definitely tropes that you're going to see in fantasy stories. Right, I mean, the wand chooses the wizard comes to mind from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like the the dragon riders of Pern, where uh, I don't know if you guys read those, but uh, a dragon rider was bonded spiritually mm. to its to his or her dragon, which is a trope they duplicated in uh, Aragon. Never saw that, oh. but I mean it, it's not uncommon. And then obviously the the I mean, Avatar, the, the the axe that comes back or you come back to it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also the the overarching theme of family. There's a ton of stories out there where the monster, quote unquote, has a family too. Right. And another interesting parallel is that the mother seems to have the same kind of wisdom as Old Hunter does. And right. Old Hunter says, you know, this thing is trying to run away. We don't have to kill it. Well, the mother seems to make that same decision. You know, I don't, I don't have to wipe out all these puny things. Right well, that's now. A, that's the thing is. Back. He takes all these tropes from fantasy and basically turns them on their head mm-hmm. and and uses them in a unique way. Right, yes. So you don't and have, like, the, the just guy goes into the magic shop, picks out a wand, goes through a bunch of them, and finds the one that works, which is mm-hmm. Harry Potter. In this, in this, she inherited that weapon... Mm-hmm. And the weapon said no. Yeah. Went to another owner. That owner got killed. And in the meanwhile, she had grown spiritually enough that she was able to wield that weapon. Yep. Where in Harry Potter, if you you had to like beat the other wizard to do it. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 unique. It's actually less of a violent um, take on these things than they're normally presented in fantasy mm-hmm. in a fantasy setting. It's, it's there's there's more there's more um, this the story is so short and so fast paced that yeah there is only that that one brief scene of violence where the child monster attacks the daughter and the old hunter attacks the monster, and that's pretty much it. It's just those two those two brief scenes, and the rest is kind of building up the tension. Uh, the, the early third of the story is old hunter and all the other hunters 
preparing for this encounter. Mm-hmm. Right. And we get to know we get to know a little bit about Old Hunter. We get to know a little bit about the daughters, um, and and how they they perform this. This is a sacred duty to them. Right. And and the the conflict itself wasn't the focus of the story. Where where in I'm not going to say all fantasy, but a lot of fantasy, the violence, the, the conflict mm-hmm. is the focus. It's building up to that. Right. And then a- after that happens, it's you get the girl, you get the treasure, or whatever it is. You get the kingdom. Well, Old, old Hunter did that. Now here he got to live. <laughs> well, he, 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 also, he also got the girl. The girl just happened to be his daughter. He also got oh, the treasure, Robbie, which just so happened bad. to be his daughter. Happy birthday, Gwen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> the more I read of the sword and soul genre, or at least um, Milton Davis and... Uh, Ojitade's um, take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more I, I actually think it's, it, I like it. It's very revolutionary. Just because it is taking the focus off of the the fighting and the the uh, yeah the, stabby stabby mach, the machismo and mm-hmm. putting it more onto the uh, the inner worlds. Of these, mm. In the spirituality of these characters, the right, intelligence it's, behind the sword. Well, it's 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 more of a more of an inner strength than Thu's. Yes. Mm. Not that there's anything wrong with Thu's. But we've had enough of them. Thu's on first. We've had uh, you know, what like a hundred years of Thu's, almost a hundred years. Yeah, hundred yeah. years of thews, hundred years of this real macho bullshit. Well, also part of it is that the the you know the old Conan stories. That's what people are emulating even today. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going back to. Right. And they're not nobody. There's been very few innovations in uh, fantasy fiction. Real innovations, not just like oh, well, we'll make our, we'll make him an anti-hero, mm-hmm. right? Or we'll oh, make our hero we'll, a woman. We'll put him on another planet. Well, that's the that's the that's the interesting thing about about this. I mean, we mentioned it with uh, with Nubia's Revenge, how similar it is to to um, Chinese martial fiction. Um. Where it's more of you know her internal quest and learning the lesson about revenge than it is about the actual fighting, even though there is actual fighting in the story. Right, right. It's so the same. Cool. The same with this is that it takes a very simple theme, and that of that is family, and weaves it into a story that's that's engaging. Um, and there's just and it's not and it's not the kind of theme-based storytelling that's preachy either. No. No, I didn't there's, get that feeling from this one. Yeah, there's a lot of times, a lot of times you'll get 
stories where they want to talk about a theme like family, like love, or something like that, and it gets to be very wordy, very preachy. Right. It's very. It, it gets to be very in your face. Mm-hmm. But um, no, David Davis's stories have never been like that. They very subtle. Right. If you are if you are an intelligent reader, and and there are there are a lot. There are some who aren't. Um, you you get you'll get it. You'll you'll read the story. You'll you'll get grasp the theme. Um, and you will be entertained at the same time. So, and and Davis's work has been like that. I, I read some of his stuff on on uh, both uh, the now defunct uh, Wagadu Ning Group and the uh, his blog over on his website. Uh, all of his stories are like this, and and Milton Davis just has not only his published work that's available for sale, but he has this wealth of stories that are freely available to people. So. If you haven't read any Sword and Soul or Steampunk, there is no excuse because it's there. It's there. It's freely available. Snap it up. That's true. And you know what? Do yourself a favor. A hundred years of Conan clones we've mm-hmm. had. And, you know, this is a breath of fresh air. If you don't like fantasy, if you're sick of it because it's all the same, mm-hmm. this is different. It this is, is different. and it's different enough that you want to read more. Mm-hmm. I know I want to read more. There's a, it, you know, it's called Sword and Soul because it has soul. It's That's, not. Yes. It's not a. It's not like Soul Train, right? Or something like well, that, some, which is some, Soul Train has. Soul. Well, yeah, but more. Not when they had a Hall and Oats on there, but. Well. Both of our listeners, and we're gonna we're gonna announce this right now while while we have everybody's intention wrapped. Uh, Steve has announced his intention to become the Michael McDonald of Sword and Soul. I have Sword and Blue Eyed Soul. Uh-huh. <laughs> as long as I'm not the Kenny G. Oh dear, Sword and Soul. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's funny. Um, it kind this kind of reminds me of of uh, when Miles Davis took jazz that was like bop, bebop that mm-hmm. was going on at the time right. and turned it on its head and gave us the the cool. It's yep. it's it's revolutionary. It's the same thing, only different. And right. And he's playing. He's not playing around with the tropes. Because the tropes are there, he's playing mm. around with the way these tropes are used, which you is what Miles did. You don't play what's there; you play what's not there. You, you, you know, you have to say "motherfucker" in order. Fucker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't leave all the swearing to me, guys. No, no, that's just Miles Davis. <laughs> yeah, Miles my, 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 my Davis. Davis. Dropped it. Motherfucker more than Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, Miles Davis <laughs> makes us all look like babes in the woods. Oh gosh. 
I only changed music about six times. What did you do? <laughs> Fuck the president. <laughs> it's actually a misquote. Doesn't matter. Right. It's cool. It is. Anyway, funny. all right. So, so anyway. right. Once again, this anthology is available on Amazon.com. Is, is it in print or is it a digital only? Um, it is Steve? digital only right now, but I believe he is working on getting it a print volume out. Cool, because I, I want this on my on my shelf. Even yeah. though we're reading it digitally, this would just be a thing, like a book of power or something on the shelf. And maybe it'll like rub off. I'll put it right next to H.P. Lovecraft and watch him roll in his grave. Yeah, that's not gonna, <laughs> not gonna change Lovecraft. He's it's gonna. Dick. Unless his ghost <laughs> put, is watching, which he suck at Lovecraft. Not kidding. Well, his revenant watches sometimes, so you know, eat that sugar, pal. Um. So, any of you are looking for a good idea for a Christmas gift? A la very last-minute Christmas gift. A very last-minute Christmas gift, yeah. For the um, readers in your life, you should go to Amazon and buy this or any of um, his books, or you can go to his website, which everything will be in the show notes, right? Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll update if, if, and And we'll make them appear in the, in the podcast show notes as well. Excellent. Um yeah, so I believe yeah, this is like you like you said, this is digital only, so you know, if you give somebody I don't know how Well he does giving, have physical other physical books. Uh, right that are right. available. He does have other physical books. Buy some Milton Davis for someone you love. They will thank you for it. They will. The life you save, maybe you're own. That's ominous. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah, that's another great, great story. Um, next week, one of these days, we're going to yeah. read a story that we don't like. <laughs> It'll, it's so bound far, to happen. So far, happen I don't yet. think it's going to be in this book. I don't think it's. I've be got in this one book for either. you. I've okay. got one for you. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, if you want to read a story you don't like, uh, we can go with Prometheus Division: The Crossroads. I like that. Did you like that? That novella I wrote in a week? <laughs> I still like it. It doesn't mean it can't be edited. I just like it. That is what it is. So, uh, next week, I believe we'll be taking a week off unless we are completely and totally bored and want to go through with part four of this series because we, we are, we, we're actually having a blast with it. Yeah, it, I, I look forward to reading it. It keeps on giving. Yeah. Um, so that'll be up in the air. We'll, we'll make a decision by, by like Tuesday or Wednesday, and, and we'll know for sure. Um, also, uh, Monday night we are doing Ozymandias. Ozymandias, if Wes gives us our updated character sheets. I, I, I hand wrote mine. I did too, but there's some odd math on mine that he did originally, and mm. I just really don't feel like going through it. Right, whatever. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be Monday, and the day after Christmas may or may not be another episode of Microphones Madness, but the Monday after Christmas we'll be back at Masters of Nyarlathotep. Um, the mystery of Jack Brady. Yes. 
and why he's in my room. <laughs> so. It's going to be interesting. That's right. So one more time. Uh, don't forget to check out the blog and our interview with uh, Milton Davis at yep. uh, microphonesofmadness.wordpress.com. Uh, also, you can get the audio version of this and other fine Microphones of Madness programs at Podbean, mnh.podbean.com. And, uh, of course, like and subscribe. Yeah, you guys got to like and subscribe so we know you're out there. You gotta like and subscribe. Know know that you know we're not talking to ourselves out there. Although that don't leave us hanging out in cyberspace all alone. Help us! Spread the madness. Oh, and uh, a shout out to uh, the Invictus Stream because they're going to give us a shout out. Oh, shout out to Invictus Stream! Extreme. The extreme yeah. stream. I talked, I talked to Harlan this week. Harlan. And uh, he wants to do mutual stuff. So I'll be talking to him. Hopefully we might be able to, maybe we'll get like a big old punch. Massive. We should, we, should do, we should do a game night crossover with Invictus Stream. We should. I don't know I how mean, many people are on, on in his group. And we have yeah, seven, like, eight players. We're like here. nine people here. It's going to be like herding cats. Well, no. <laughs> what, what we'll have to do, what we'll have to do is, is we'll we'll do it um, on a night where only some, you know, where we can't right. just, we can't have everybody do it because it would be like way too many people and completely unmanageable. Yes. We'd spend an hour just introducing all the characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe so, we'll we'll talk to him about that. Yeah. So, I believe that is all, unless anybody else has any other announcements. This pen smells funny. funny. I'm so sorry. It's a Mr. Sketch orange, and it smells like some child's fantasy of orange. Ah. Mm. Do these brass knuckles smell like chloroform? (laughs) 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 <laughs> and with that, we are going to leave you for the night. <laughs> You're so lucky I decided not to do that to you. <laughs> good night. So, say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Gracie. All right. <laughs>